looking at Daniel chapter 3, and I want to talk to you from my heart today. Daniel chapter 3, and for brevity, I'll read only a portion of, the, of verse 28 and, and a little bit maybe of 9, but let's look at verse Daniel chapter 3, verse 28. I thank you for standing. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, and you'll notice that I've gone to the end of this familiar story. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants. So what he's referring to, of course, this heathen king is referring to the fourth man. They looked in and said, well, didn't we throw three men in there? And he said, wait, I think I see four in there. Praise God. And how many are glad that we serve one God? And they, they didn't see three in the fire. They saw the fourth man. It was like unto the Son of God. He came into the, into the fire. And so they delivered his servants that trusted in him. Now let's skip down to verse 29. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss. And then it, we're going to skip down a little bit more. So if they speak against God, then I'm going to punish them. Because, look at the end of it, because there is no other God that can deliver. And I'm preaching this morning from this subject, the God who can. Can you say that with me? The God who can. I feel the Holy Ghost. I'd like you to put your Bibles down and let's pray together, shall we? Let's ask God to anoint hearts. Father, we know that it is vital today that we preach the word of God. It is not about us and our abilities, but it is about the God that we know is able. Lord, we thank you right now. We pray that you will give the power that we need today, that we can speak faith into people's hearts. Bless your word. Anoint, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Could we clap our hands to the Lord before we're seated? Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so tempted. I'm so tempted to have folks stand that got the Holy Ghost. There's several. I look around and I see brand new folks that got the Holy Ghost. I see folks that were baptized. But I'm not. that's not what we're here for. We're here to give praise to God. Amen. The God who can. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So the heathen king Nebuchadnezzar was in fact right. He saw firsthand the miracle of the three Hebrew boys. And of course, he had no regard for the gods of this world or any god except whatever gods he had of his own making. In fact, the reason the Hebrew boys were thrown into the fiery furnace was because they would not bow down to an image of himself. And therefore, they were to be killed. They were ordered to do so, and they would not do so. And I'm telling you today that no matter what it is that we face, we serve a God that is bigger than our circumstance. We serve a God that is greater than the problems around us. And whatever it is you're facing, and I, I bind the devil today and release in you the faith of God's word that you can receive what God has ordained for you to receive. It is the will of God. And the king, this heathen king, maybe one of the most heathen, I mean, I don't want to overstate, but, but this uh, Nebuchadnezzar, besides having quite a name, he was quite a individual. And he dared to throw these Hebrew boys into the flames. The Bible says in, in uh, uh, the same chapter that he, he said, he, 
the furnace. And as a young boy, we used to sing years and years ago. I'm going to be 60 here, not too far off. When I was a young boy, one of the first songs that I heard in, in, in a, not this kind of church, but the church that I came into when I was making my way to God, they were singing, heat that furnace seven times hotter were the words of the wicked king. Hallelujah. And I used to think, whoa, that's a, you know, you can learn a lot by worshiping the Lord in good worship music. And so it was that they said heat the, the, the furnace. Now that's interesting that they heated it seven times hotter. It was a way of saying, now that there's way more, I'm not trying to, to, to get too far into that, but it's, it was a way of saying that we are going to completely annihilate and end this thing forever. But I say to you today, no devil can take from you what God has ordained that you would have. There is no enemy that can get in the way of the God that is able to protect you. So yet when God, suddenly God stepped in and the fire could not burn them. Can you praise the Lord with me for just a moment? Hallelujah. The fire could not touch them. Today I'm speaking in the spirit that some of you are in the midst of the fire. As I am speaking right now, you are facing circumstances that you may not recognize. In fact, if Nebuchadnezzar walked up and stuck his little bony chin in your face, you would say, oh, that's Nebuchadnezzar. God is able. But because it is a different kind of circumstance, you often miss that this is the fire in which God has allowed you to be placed. I want to tell you something, friend. The fact that you end up in the fire does not mean that God has abandoned you. The fact that you don't know what's happening does not mean that God cannot do what he said he would do. Now, you listen to me. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching under the anointing. You say, well, you're moving around a lot. I can't keep my eyes on you. Okay, now you listen to me. Many people believe that unless they never face the fire, then it has no meaning. If I have to suffer, there's no meaning. I'll have people say, for example, God healed someone. It doesn't matter what it was. And they would say, well, why did God? Now listen to this. Why did God let them get sick in the first place? And I usually say, that's a good question. But the fact of the matter is, that response is the problem with our culture. We want easy street and we want to be exempt from what sin has done to our world. Now, I'm not suggesting that anybody ought to be saying, oh, Lord, I want all kinds of problems in my life. But I am telling you that the fact that you face a very difficult fire in your life does not mean that you are not in the will of God. In fact, it is possible that God has led you where you are. He's led you where you are. And so I'm making the devil mad right now. And I'm glad. I'm, I'm thrilled to death. That's why I'm up here. That's why I'm moving around. I don't want him to, you know, I don't, I'm just kidding. Some of you are facing circumstances that are difficult for you to comprehend. And you've wondered what in the world you're going to do. But I'm telling you today That there is a God who can. 
Remember the little girl whose father came to Jesus? There are similar episodes in the scripture, but I'm referring to the little girl whose father only is named. We never get the little girl's name. There are examples of similar situations where young children were affected and they would give us the name, but not this girl. We know that his Greek name is Yairos. Of course, we wouldn't speak Greek, probably, and so we wouldn't call him Yairos. But it's interesting because it's a little complex to take that Greek name and just throw it into English. But when we do, we would probably say Jairus. And so most people do. When you see the word as it's spelled in your, in, for example, Mark chapter 5, in the English, that's probably how you would say it. And we find here a young girl who's desperate and a father who thought that his circumstance was near hopeless. It bordered on desperation. And in the midst of it, and I want you to hear me today. I want you to listen. I know I get, I'm excited. I believe God is leading us. I believe we're in the midst of revival. And what the devil wants us to do is think of revival like we would a new pair of jeans. What's the label? Folks, I want to tell you something. We've got to get rid of this idea that, oh man, we're somebody. God is moving even when you feel the flames of discouragement. When you do not know what's next. So, 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 so. So I'm going to preach it. Praise God. Sometimes God allows it. Now, I want to be very careful. Oh, Jesus, help me, Jesus. I don't want anyone in this room to think that that I mean that God loves to see you suffer or that he puts you in and then he puts the screws on you and starts causing, let's say, for example, I'm going to be real clear because some of you are going to take this all the way to philosophy class, and that's fine with me. But you don't you dare tell someone that Pastor French said God made a little girl sick. I never said that. I don't believe that God abuses kids. I don't believe that God makes them sick and uses them and says, oh, looky here, I'll give your little kid cancer. I don't believe that God does that. And I did not say that, nor did I mean it. But I am telling you, when the flames that you are experiencing from the circumstance of your life, you do not understand them. You begin to wonder what is going on. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost here today. When suddenly you are facing The flames of disappointment. That's what I'm referring to. We could say it if we're going to get, we're not, Lord, I'm not trying to be philosophical, but if we were, we could say that he uses the circumstances. We could say that. I think that's perfectly legitimate, that we're in a sinful world, and the devil says, man, look here, they're going to die, so I'll use death against them, and then, People start running and fretting. That's why we got young people. We heard a great Bible lesson this morning. I tell you what, what a culture we're in. 
using Facebook to escape. Many of these things are just escapes for young people, and not, not just young people, but for all kinds of people who are looking, hoping they'll find some kind of fulfillment in, in, a, in a computer or a phone or something like that. Somebody on whatever different medias there are, Instagram, sounds like cereal, but whatever that is, and you know what I mean. Am I on Instagram? No? I'll get calls and they'll say, I've been sending you these things on Facebook. And I said, I'm not on Facebook. And they say, yes, you are. And I'll say, oh, that's right, I'm on Facebook. And then I'll ask Sister French, did so-and-so send a message? Yes, you got a message. You won a million dollars. Somebody today is facing, you're facing the fire. And Jarus, as I will refer to him, we won't delve into his interesting position, was at that point of hopelessness. Because he says specifically that she's at, I'm trying to get as close to the King James as I can, but she's at, let's say it this way, she's at the point, that may not be exactly the King James, but she's at the point of death. That's, I'm not going to turn back and re-examine it, but it's something similar to that. She's at the point of death. And so he gets to Jesus. Now, so he gets to Jesus, and, and I'm, this is why I'm using this example. That in the midst of that circumstance, here's what many of us do because we, we, we need God so desperately. You know, you run up, oh, Jesus, my little girl, oh, Jesus. She's, she's at the point of death. And, and, and we think that, okay, Jesus, you need to run. Oh, my goodness, your, your daughter's at the point of death. Oh, my goodness. But it was like, all right, will you come? Yes. And so they start to where the, the daughter is ill. And, the, and so he's agreeing to go, knowing all along that they're not going to get there. That there's a crowd all around. And the first thing that happens, you see what we do is we think God's got to do it our way. We've got to give it up. We've got to let God be God. Hallelujah. Somebody is feeling fire today that God has already determined is not going to burn you. God has already determined it is not going to end your life. He's already determined it. And that's why I'm preaching to you today. No matter what you face or what the circumstance is. And so they're, they're heading to the place where the little girl is so critical. We might say, not perfectly correctly, but we might say we're heading to intensive care. And, and they're going to, and the father's thinking, oh, you know how you are when, when you're in those moments. You, all you can think of is, come on, hurry, please hurry. If, you, if we could just get you there, come on. And just about the time, I don't know if I can preach this, just about the time they get and, the, and Jesus gets a little bit of a step, and, and Jairus is thinking, okay, okay, we're going to, maybe we'll get there before it's too late. And suddenly Jesus stops, and he says, 
Man, I'm, I'm really having, whoa, I'm having a hard time this morning. Somebody needs to hear this today. You say, man, we need 35 to break through. We need to show the world. No, 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 we don't. What we need is for the Holy Ghost to have its way in our lives. Whatever he chooses to do. You can't harvest every day. You've got to do some planting. You can't water every day. You've got to do some hoeing. There are times and seasons. And, and, and it's, that's the hardest thing. And so Jesus stops. You could just imagine. I could just imagine. Oh, Lord, I, can't. I should have never preached this. And so. The, <laughs> oh, Lord. So as we So we're, we're in intensive care. And uh, did John, is John here? Okay. Uh, okay. And he's been diagnosed. Am I right? When the little girl came, was that him? Was that Ryan? He had the cancer over her eye. Little girl. She was about, well, she was real little. Four, maybe, I don't know. You think she's four? Not too big, but pretty little, beautiful, most gorgeous little thing. <laughs> and, uh, and we were in the playroom, and the mother came over in tears. She just started weeping. Oh, God. Oh, God. I said to, to Rebecca, can I talk to you just a minute? And, and uh, I think, uh, oh, this, this has happened so many times. I'm trying to remember when it happened. But one time we were in, and Ryan was in for open-heart surgery. And they rushed him. We had him in intensive care. <laughs> and the, they run in. And I, I forget his name. I want to say Brad or Chad. But they, they rushed him in. He was about 13 or maybe somewhere around that. And, and, uh, and the mother was hysterical. She said, my baby, I tried to raise him. She reached out to Sister French. And she said, what is it, honey? What, what, what is it? I tried to raise him. His dad left me when I was pregnant with him, and I tried to help him. But he got with the wrong crowd, and he tried to hop a train. Tonight, he stupid, he jumped the train, he couldn't make it. He tried, tried to help me. And he slid under the train. And I just cut his legs off. Sister French said, all right. If I got the right person, I'm trying to remember. I'll come down here, maybe after service. Here we go. Let's let's go down and pray. Now our son was in that same intensive care ward. He was at. He was bad. Sister French said, "Let's go down. Let's go to the chapel. This was Chicago. That a gorgeous was that Loyola. Yeah, Loyola's a oh my goodness, gorgeous chapel, Catholic." hospital we went and she went in and later I said honey you know that the chapel is 24 7 on 
television. It's never, the, the chapel is on the, uh, the network of the hospital. And she was telling me how she went down, they started praying and the mother, <laughs> because she was so emotional. Let me tell you something, folks. And I'm not suggesting everybody's son has slipped under the train. I'm trying to tell you that when life brings you to that place, and I'm talking to someone today, I am talking to someone. It wasn't a train and it wasn't a son, but I'm talking to you because God is wanting you to know that he is the God that can. God is in charge. God's in charge. And Jairus is standing. Oh, so they prayed and so on. The little girl with the cancer, they prayed and, and it seemed so desperate. That's exactly where we are in the biblical story. And Jesus stops and says, somebody's touched me. And Jairus is thinking, oh my goodness. Of course, there's a huge crowd of a bunch of folks. No, 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 I don't mean that. Some, someone has, has reached out and touched me. <laughs> Who was it? <laughs> and, <laughs> and Jairus is thinking, I'm not going to make it. And as all this unfolds with the, the woman that has this issue of blood and she comes up, I can just see Jairus thinking, oh, I know she needs help, but, but I need an answer. I don't, I don't know if I can face it if I lose my little one here. And Jesus said, You've, she said the woman comes through the crowd and says, it's me trying to get that all cleared up. And uh, finally it starts moving. You ever tried to get a crowd to move? And so they start, and Jairus says, you know, he's almost pushing Jesus. He's, he's, I'm not criticizing him. I'm just trying to describe it. Did I lose my glasses? Oh, here they are. So, uh, thank you. No, I'm just kidding. And in comes this messenger and stops him again. And they said, uh, what, what are you doing here? What, what is it? What's happened? Don't, don't. It, it's all over. Just don't even bother him. It's, she's, she's gone. And Jesus said, she's not dead. Oh, she most certainly is. We've, it's all been determined. Now you can just, you can sense it. It's in the air. And I'm here to tell you today. I don't care what it is you're facing. I mean, I care about what you face, but I don't care what it is you may be facing. God can take care of your circumstance. I don't care if it's healing that you need. Hallelujah. I don't care if everybody in the world tells you that that's a king and man when he's when he heats it up you're a goner. I don't care what the devil has told you. I declare in Jesus name today that you have found a God that can take care of your need. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now I love I love this passage. Some of you think, oh my goodness, Brother French is going to preach. Uh, no, no, no. But give me a, a few more seconds here. So, the, so 
I, I love Mark 5 for several reasons, and, and I, uh, I, I always end up over in there, it seems like, off and on. But I love this. Once you get to this point, it was years ago I noticed that when, what, is the, what does the King James say? Oh, as soon, so verse 36 says, everybody say, praise the Lord. Can you stay with me? Is it okay? Can you stay with me? Everybody say, praise the Lord. Okay, give me another second here. So the King James says, as soon as he heard it. In other words, she's gone. There's no hope. Just forget it. See, I notice, because I teach Greek and I'm interested and so on, but I just happen to be looking at that. And I had seen a, a, a scholar that had mentioned verse 36, and I thought, hmm, wonder what's the deal? What is he talking? So I went back, and I was just, in my devotion, I was just looking at it. <laughs> and I got to looking at it, and sure enough, I said, man, he's right. That doesn't say, literally in the Greek, as soon as he heard it. I know where they got that, but that's, that's not literally what the Greek says. The Greek is a unique construction that would probably better or more precisely be translated when they spoke. Boom. He paid no attention to them. Not as soon, like it, the immediacy, but as soon as it, in fact, some translations, and I agree with them, you could almost translate it in a, with an Eng, English uh, a colloquialism. It, it went in one ear. Anybody ever heard this expression? It went in one ear and out the other. I know it doesn't specifically say it, but the idea is immediately upon hearing, the man got it off his lips and Jesus said, no, sir. Jairus, you listen to me. She's not dead. I'm asking you today to put your faith in God. I'm not asking you to be Hindu or Buddhist and pretend that's part of their religion. They have every right to believe that. It's still wrong that you can pretend, for example, pour gasoline on your head and burn yourself, and that doesn't, that doesn't hurt you. It does hurt you. Or some of uh, these crazy folks that say, well, I, I'm, I'm going to do so and so, but I don't feel any, rip my arm off, don't feel any pain and so on. That's, that's nonsense. That's not what the Bible teaches us. But we can refuse to hear the report of the enemy and accept it as the final word. Because no matter how hot it may get, I've got a God that is greater than the fire. I serve a God that is bigger than my problem. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody, somebody ought to receive this today. God is able. He paid no attention to them. He looked at the grieving Jairus. And, and I believe today that this is what the Holy Ghost is telling you. Only believe. Pay no attention to the devil. You hear this preacher this morning? It's time for you to turn your attention to what God is in your life. And he, the devil's been telling you, you can't do that. You can't live like that. You can't. Well, you're never going to make it. You're, you're a goner. I mean, this, look at the world. No, nobody. You need to turn that off quick as he speaks it. So I refuse to hear that. 
I am not going to pay any attention to that. Hallelujah. Jairus said, all right, Jesus, I'll go with you, whatever you say. Come on in. Anybody here ever seen Jesus and somebody touching the hem of his garment? You need to receive your own miracle today by trusting the God that can do it. She's not dead. Now we could we could debate that. We could debate that all day long. Was she really dead? Of course she was literally dead. Jesus knew she was literally dead. That was not his point. His point was it wasn't the final death because God knows the final story. God knows your circumstance. I want us to bow our heads. I can't. I want to preach this, but I want us to pray. Come on, let's bow our heads all across this place. Father, someone today has a, a a circumstance that they cannot get past. Some, someone, it's, it's financial right now. Hallelujah. If you have a, let me, let me do it this way. Father, someone needs a healing. I wonder if we could just, let's stand and let's pray it like that. That way we can respond without, I don't want to embarrass anybody. Today, someone, every, every head is bowed, every Everyone's praying. Come on, let's pray. Church, can you pray with me just a moment? I'm not going to be much longer, but I wonder if we could just pray. Lord, somebody needs a miracle. All right, I'm going to do it. I don't normally do this, but if you need a miracle today of finance, and I don't mind just seeing them come, but could you just close your eyes for a moment so that we could get past this? If you need a miracle of finance, let's start with this because I keep feeling this so strong. Would you just join me up here in the... I know it seems like it's taking God a long time. (laughs) If you need a healing today, would you just step out and... I know you feel all the, the fires of circumstance, but would you step out? If you're, if you're able, if you need us to come back there, we'll come back there. Come on, that's it. And folks are, not, folks are just praying. Y'all go ahead and sing a little bit because that, that, I'm, I'm being a little meddlesome here. You need a healing right now. Could you step out? Praise God. Does anybody have, I don't want to say it that way. I know you do. I just wonder if you want to step out. But I want to give these that are sick a chance to get as close to the front as they can. This is a lot of folks. This is a lot of folks in this church today that either need a healing or they need a miracle of finance. Praise God. But there's one more thing. Thank you, Brother McGee. Praise God. Go go see how many you can anoint and then we'll just come through here. One more thing before we just sort of turn it loose here someone and please don't look around those up here won't be able to see you but some of the red don't don't, I know you were just trying to help but you'll give them a chance to break away anybody here have an emotional need today something you've been wrestling with in your heart and Maybe it's a relationship or maybe it is something in your own spirit that you're wrestling with. That's it. Come on. It won't be as many as this crowd, but but I want you to join us because I feel like we're getting ready to see a great deliverance. Our God is able. Hallelujah. 
Our God can do exactly what we need. That's it. Now let's come. Saints of God, would you gather behind these? We're we're not going to be long, but would you come and stand? Let's make a ring around these folks right here. And I know you know most everybody that's up here, but we're anointing them. We're going to go through. Just put oil on them, Brother McGee. Just get some oil. We'll help you pray as soon as we get through here. That's it. Come, just gather as close as you can. Hallelujah. Now that's it. Let's lift our hands together. Let's pray that God will deliver and bring the answer right now. Father, Father, something's happening. I want you, Father, I ask you to start with the relationships. Lord, somebody, there's a mother, a father, there's a dad, there's a mom. They need a, they need help right now. I pray for those that need healing. Reach out, that's it. Reach out by faith, that's it. Touch somebody. But I pray for divine healing. Lord, that will just sweep through this place. Thank you, Jesus. Nobody wants to take credit for it. We want to give you all of the credit, Lord. We thank you. miracle i want you to lift your hands right now father these that need a miracle in their finance some need jobs some need to pay some bills some are frustrated they don't know how they're gonna make it i've asked for deliverance help god open a door you can open doors That's it, that's it. Good, good, good. But I believe in you right now. I'm trusting you, Lord. Oh, yes, I am. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord. That's it. Somebody, you didn't know how you were going to make it down the road. You were rushing, oh, come on, Jesus. And suddenly, God's beginning to reach in there. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Praise God. Praise God. I wonder if you could just reach out. Somebody that's near you there, that you're close to, you feel comfortable praying with. Just just (laughs) kind of just pray with one another for just a moment. Praise God. Praise God. Lord, it's been really a prophetic word today. Somebody's received it. Someone is in the middle of a powerful visitation. It's going to go further than just the streets of our dilemma and the furnace of our destruction. But it's going to bring deliverance and hope. It's going to be the answer that we look for. Thank you, Lord. You're you're greater than cancer. You're greater than suffering. You are greater than disappointment. You are greater than the finance that that we need so desperately. You are greater than the circumstance that's hurt our relationship. And you are working in our midst. And we give you praise and we give you glory and we magnify your wonderful name. To you I belong. Thank you, Lord.